Hi there, I'm Tanya Stokes and welcome to my podcast. Hey, this is where I come to let it all go. Like I literally click record and don't. So I want to share something with you today because, you know, entrepreneurship is still the trending word, entrepreneurship, boss, um, business owner, the whole nine. And I touched on this a little bit a few months ago on another episode. You probably remember when I said, and I'm, I'm only bringing this up because one of my clients mentioned it. She found my podcast and she was like, I can't believe you said that. I said, you know, you're not the only person that has said that to me. And it's possibly because women always tend to take things the wrong way. I mean, I hate to say always, but some women do. I've made a statement about how some people go into entrepreneurship thinking that it's easy, right? So they go into entrepreneurship thinking, well, gosh, how hard can it be? And then they bet it all on the house, so to speak, right? They put it all on the table. They walk away from their guaranteed income only to realize that entrepreneurship is hard. And depending on where you are in life, maybe hard is not a good word for you, but entrepreneurship is not a walk in the park. So the things that most people are drawn to is the beauty of entrepreneurship, right? So I made a statement in one of my other podcasts saying, you know, some people just, you know, go all in, you know, I'm going to bet the house, I'm going to do it. And excuse me, when I see them months down the, down the road, And I asked, well, how is business going? And they're like, oh, girl, I went back to corporate or, you know, I I went back to my old job. And I said, you know, sometimes when I hear that, a part of me smiles. And not smiling as in, ah, you failed. Not that. But more of a, I told you so. I told you it wasn't going to be easy you know, out here, just just trying to stay afloat, whether it's a great economy or a good economy, right? Um, you kind of know the people who's come across your path that would probably do well um, as an entrepreneur. Salespeople tend to do extremely well as entrepreneurs because, you know, you're always selling something. And entrepreneurship has a lot to do with selling and negotiating and things of that nature. Most people get into entrepreneurship because they don't want to work for anyone. Newsflash, you will always work for someone. Always, always, always. The difference is, even in that case, you are working for your clients. So you are never not working for anyone. As a hairstylist, I work for every butt that sits in my chair. So I no longer have one boss. I have several bosses. Each person that sits in the chair that says, I want my hair this way. I want it that way. Can I come in at this time? Now, you don't dictate my work schedule. You don't dictate what type of services I provide. If it's something that I don't do, like braids, you can't sit in my chair and say, well, I want braids regardless. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I work for you. As a real estate agent, I work for every customer who wants to buy a house. Even if, you're, if your thought process is, I'm going to leave this job 
because I don't want to work for anyone. I just want to work for myself. I want to hustle and I want to grind for myself. And I hate the word hustle and I hate the word grind. Um, It's another buzzword when you hear people talk about entrepreneurship, but you're in business for yourself and you're going to work hard. And most people will say, I want to work hard for myself. But what does that mean? When you unpack that for myself, let's see, are you going to need a bookkeeper or an accountant or a CPA? Are you going to need employees? You see, you're still going to be working hard for yourself. You have to pay these people and then you have to satisfy your customers. Now, you could be that solopreneur where you do your own taxes, you do your own bookkeeping, you do your you do your own everything, which can be stressful. And a lot of entrepreneurs do that starting out. I did. In certain parts of my business, I still do. Right? But know what you're good at and the thing that you're not good at, hire that person, right? So you're not a good accountant. You may be good with numbers, but you don't know like tax laws and um, things like that. So hire uh, a tax accountant or hire a CPA. Know what you're good at and then hire your weakness. I don't want to go too far off topic because I really, really, really want you to understand that entrepreneurship is not a walk in the park. And I tell people all the time, do not quit your job. If you can become a successful entrepreneur while you are still working a full-time job or even working a part-time job that, that sustains your lifestyle, you'll be a great entrepreneur. But if you are working a full-time job and you're just going to quit, walk away from everything and become an entrepreneur, you're going to have a rude awakening. It's going to shock the hell out of you. So for the people that say, well, how hard can it be? It's, it's very hard. Um, because as an entrepreneur, nobody's going to post like the bad stuff, right? We don't post uh, when clients cancel at the last minute. We don't post when um, clients are not satisfied. We don't post like some people will post that stuff like and they post it in such a negative way. When I read it, I'm like, I wouldn't want to patronize your business if this is how you handle conflict resolution. If somebody says, hey, you know, you sent me a package. I didn't like it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they sent you a personal email and your way of responding to it is to put that on social media and blast the person. I have a good example. So a friend of mine was going to get her hair braided. And when, uh, you know, she booked the young, the lady booked her, I think the braids were like a couple hundred dollars. And so she had to pay like a $50 deposit. So she got to the girl's house. Nobody answered the door. Now I'm still shocked that people are going to people's houses to have services done while we are in a pandemic. And I mean, it's just, one thing I've noticed about this pandemic is 
people are more trusting, right? You see the signs on the door like, oh, please wear your mask unless you have been vaccinated. Like, when did you start trusting my word that I'm vaccinated? You're just going to take my word? Yeah, we see how that worked. It didn't. But anyway, I'm like, okay, so you're going to this woman's house to have your hair braided in a pandemic. Okay. So she gets there. The woman isn't there. She calls her. She knocks on the door. She calls. She knocks on the door. Still no answer. So she leaves Um, around, say, 11 o'clock, which is maybe three hours later. The woman doesn't call. She texts her and said, oh, my bad. I had a long night. You know, um, can we reschedule? So this girl's busy. She travels a lot. And rescheduling would have to be like today. Rescheduling can't be in a couple weeks. Like, I've got to get my hair done. So when she texted me to find out what she should do, I was like, well, you know, give the girl some grace. We don't know what happened. You know, it could have been a family emergency or something. Um, She later found out that it wasn't a family emergency. So she asked the woman if she could have her deposit back. So this merchant goes off and she's like, you know, that's why I don't like working with new clients. Y'all are always asking for your money back. Now, clearly, this is an entrepreneur who doesn't have her business in order. Not only does she not have her business in order, but um, she needs to take a quick class on um, just how to manage your customers and or how to handle conflict as an entrepreneur. I actually read her response um, to the young lady and I thought it was very tacky. I was trying to be on her side, which I tend to do a lot. Um, I tend to side with the um, <laughs> with the merchant, you know, just until I get the facts, right? Because we never really know. Um, but she was very, very disrespectful and unprofessional and tacky. And um, so she was a little reluctant to return the deposit. Now, mind you, she was the reason the young lady wasn't able to have her 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 services done. Um, it wasn't the client. It was the stylist. So then the client got her, her family involved and, you know, the sisters started spamming her. And I'm never a fan of that. Never, never, never a fan of that. I think that's some tacky shit that we do. Um, and we wouldn't do it to other people, right? But a lot of times we tend to do it to the people, I'm sorry, that looks like us. So, and I think it's tacky, but they did it. And the girl eventually sent the money back. So my thing was, so then you you guys need to go and delete all those posts that you put on her social media page. And they were like, no, we're not. Hey, I digress. So it's not a walk in the park. I just want to tell you that quick story. It's not a walk in the park to be an entrepreneur. And that's why it's important for entrepreneurs to have mentors or um, it's important for you to take leadership courses and business courses so that you will know how to handle situations like that. I think in a case like that, you know, the young lady could have said something, even if she didn't have the $50 to give her back, she should have said, well, you know, what I can do is um, I will knock, you know, maybe a hundred dollars off of your service. I would love to make this right with you. And I'm knocking a hundred dollars off would be 
you know, when she comes in to have her hair done, instead of paying the full price, now she would, she would deduct $50 because remember she paid 50. So then the other 50, I'm just, yeah, I just kind of, that's that tricky math you do. And the customer is like, Oh, she knocked a hundred dollars off, but she really only knocks $50 off. But I don't know. It, it was another way that she could have handled it. She could have offered to send her the $50 back or, you know, give her a discount on the services because today is all about reputation, right? You see how easy it was for her family to jump on board and spam this girl. Like they spammed every one of her accounts. So where am I going with this? I think we've got to change our mindset that this is easy because it's not. It can be when you have systems in place. Once you put systems in place, then it's not as hard. But you're going to always have obstacles. You're going to always have situations that come up. And um, knowing how to manage those situations depends on training. It depends on the people that you have on your team. Putting a team together is easy. Being open to the suggestions and the directions of your team is hard, but it's doable. But you've got to have the right mindset. And what do I mean when I say team? I mean a mentor. As I said earlier, you need an accountant, a bookkeeper. You know, you need an accountability partner. You need people on the team. You need... um and it depends on what you do, because as a motivational speaker, you may not need like a a five piece team. You know what I mean? But as a hairstylist, you probably do. There's an old African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that's to me, that's that says team. You want to go far. You don't want to go fast. You don't want to go fast because fast sometimes will cost you. You want to go steady and you want to go far. And you want to build your reputation, your brand, you the whole nine. As an entrepreneur, you want to have people that you're going to be able to bounce things off of like the situation with that young lady, if she had a mentor or someone that she even looked up to, it didn't even have to be as, you know, um, professional as a mentor, but just somebody like, hey, you know, tell me what you think about this. If she had someone in her corner, she would have never fired off that text message about, that's why I don't like dealing with new people. You're going to always have new people because your current clients will fall off for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be something that you did or said. Financially, they probably can no longer afford your services. If she had an accountability partner or a mentor that she could call and ask, you know, how would you handle this situation? And maybe take a, a few breaths before she responded. It would be different. Now, I know the client personally, and I know the client has a good heart, but I also know that she tends to say some things that'll make you smack her sometimes. 
and and I'm talking from experience. So if I know this this person like I think I do, her text message to the braider wasn't good either. If you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go with a team. So if you don't get anything out of this little rant today, take your time. Think about people who are around you, people that you follow on social media, people that you've come in contact with throughout life, people who are in your industry. Write those names down and reach out to them. Call them. If they don't answer, send them an email or a text message and ask them if they would be willing to coach you. If they would be willing to be your accountability partner because you want to make entrepreneurship as seamless as possible. Like you want to go far and in order for you to go far, you have to build this team and then look around your business and see what's missing. Like what is it in your business that you absolutely hate doing? For me, it's crunching the numbers. I've always, always had somebody crunch the numbers, but we also have these uh, systems. Again, it's very important for you to have systems in your business. If you can't afford to hire someone to look at your numbers. But let's be honest, a lot of those people will use the same system. They're going to use QuickBooks. You know, they're going to use, some of them use the same POS systems that we use. It's just that this is all that they do. So some of the systems that I have in place, you know, I, I look at them on a weekly basis and they'll say, well, look, your color clients is down 20%, but your natural client base is up 75%. Your haircuts are up 50%. You know, your um, extensions is down 75%. And, And that's actually, that's accurate because I gave myself a raise for extensions because, um, It wasn't something that I did often and um, for personal reasons, I stopped doing them, but I still have some clients with hair and scalp issues who need the service. So because I have to come in on an off day, because it takes several hours of my time to do it, and it's not an inconvenience, but I try to keep it separately from what I do with my regular customers, then it's a premium price for that. So when I look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. And, um, but I have these systems in place that show me the numbers and it tells me what I should do. Maybe you should do a promotion with this product or, I mean, with this service or, um, maybe you should send out, uh, just, just a quick little, email poking people to let them know, hey, I'm still here. I still exist. But you wouldn't know that right out the gate. You wouldn't know that if you're a new entrepreneur. 
So during this pandemic, a lot of people decided that they were going to pivot and do something different. Some people quit their jobs and today they regret it. And then um, some people started another business while still working their corporate job. It was a lot easier to do it that way because you're working from home. But then what I hear from some of those people is, yeah, this girl expects me to drop everything I'm doing to take a call. Well, if you're in a coaching business, <laughs> if you if she has you on retainer, you know, she expects you to get back in touch with her. Why? Because you're her coach or because you're her therapist, because you're her accountability partner that she's paying. And if that's not what you do, then you need to make sure you establish boundaries and she understands how your business operates. And that's another thing. People need rules. People fight and they push against rules all the time. But you need rules. And I, you know, I have rules. Um, for my salon business, I have rules where you put things. Um, and, and even when... When I drop the ball, like if I'm running late, I will always text you or call you to let you know I'm running a few minutes late. And I always give you something, you know, may ask you, uh, hey, we should do a, a nice funky haircut or something like that. And when we're done, I always, always do it. The haircut is on me. I let you know that I gave it to you. Hey, because I was running a little bit behind, the haircut is on me. Hey, because I was running a little bit behind, the treatment is on me. I always let you know, right? So clients need rules. Make sure you have a way of enforcing those rules, um, whether you do it on your website, whether you have a cute little sign, you know, don't blast it. It's, there's no need for you to keep blasting that crap on your Instagram page, which people do all the time, which I think is tacky. Um, but just put it on your website. Uh, maybe put it on your scheduling system. Like once they schedule, the system will send a response saying, hey, look forward to seeing you Wednesday at one o'clock. Just know that if you are 15, if you are more than 15 minutes late, we will have to cancel you. You know, do not bring a guest. We're still enforcing COVID protocols, blah, blah, blah. People need to know, right? And if they start breaking the rules and you can say, no, 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 we send you, we send you a copy of the rules every time you schedule your appointment. And people buck against rules all the time. Um, I have a good friend that does it all the time, all the time. She just wants to create her own rules and then she makes herself angry and, because nobody is on her boat. Like you're on this boat by yourself, you know, living without rules. You know, nobody's ever going to co-sign with that. But even at the doctor's office, you have rules. When you come in, there's a sign that says sign in and take a seat. I just told you two things to do. Sign in, rule number one, take a seat until the nurse comes to get you, rule number two. When you walk through that door and they get your vitals and your weight, all this other stuff, take off your shoes, step up here, stand still. You know, they get your height. They walk you over to a room, have a seat on the table, the doctor will be right with you. Rules. 
It's the same thing at restaurants. Either seat yourself or a hostess will be here to seat you. They give you a menu, ask you what you want. The menu is for you. Like everybody, you have to have rules if you want to survive. You cannot open a business and be successful without rules because I promise you, woo, if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong. Murphy's Law has been around forever. You're going to have people that break the rules. You're going to have things that go wrong in life. That's just how... That's just how it's set up. That's how the world is. And you have to find a way to manage when things are out of hand. You have to have a way to control that. So I'm going to get off now and I got some work to do because I have um, some clients that I need to call and things of that nature. But I just wanted to share that with you. Um, entrepreneurship is not a walk in the park like you think it is. It it isn't horrible. It isn't hard, but it isn't easy. How about that? It isn't hard, but it isn't easy. And it's definitely doable. I think you could do it. I think you should at least try. As I always say, if you are in corporate America, you should have an entrepreneurial business that you have for yourself and your family. You should have something. You should go hard for yourself and still work your nine to five. I'm telling you, there is nothing more liberating than being an entrepreneur, but don't do it if it's a struggle, but don't do it if you are going to lose everything. If you have to bet the house in the car, if you're going to be miserable, that's not your calling. That is not your ministry. And I'm not saying that everything has to be easy, but everything doesn't have to be hard either. We spent a lot of time because we were taught this, that um, no pain, no gain. All those little cliches are good, but sometimes you just have to go with the stream. You just have to go with the flow of the stream. And sometimes it is that seamless. It is that easy. You find that thing that you would do, even if you didn't get paid, to do it. And you tap into that. Tap into that. Because that's probably what you're supposed to be doing for the rest of your life. And it's never going to feel like work because you enjoy it so much. But you want to get paid for it, right? And to get paid for it, to get paid for it, you got to know your worth. You got to know what you bring to the table. Hell, bring the whole table. But you also want to have order and you want to make sure that you organize your business the right way. You want to set up systems so that you will be successful. Hey, that's my time. I'm Tanya Stokes. Um, I look forward to chatting with you. If there's anything you want to talk about, send me an email at info at or give me a call at 704-756-2752. Hey, if you want to be on the podcast, I welcome you. I welcome you as a guest on my podcast at info at Once again, take care of yourself and we'll talk soon. Bye.